Choosing the right way is the theme for this morning. I just want to use a personal illustration. Uh, Becky and I travel around the UK quite a bit. And uh, we've got a very different way when it comes to approaching which is the right road to choose. Yeah, you you won't step ahead of me. Yeah. Becky trusts uh, natural instincts. And, and she, she trusts the road signs. Whereas I trust a little guy called Tom. He's so good they named him twice. Tom, Tom. And, uh, yeah, so occasionally if you're in our car, you would... Have an, hear an interesting conversation, which sometimes gets a little bit warm <laughs> in terms of which is the best way, which is the best route to take. You know, this year we can be guided by our instincts, or we can be guided by not Tom, because Tom occasionally sends you into a lake or down a dead end but by Jesus Christ. He is a navigation system that never goes wrong, that never packs up, that never gets it wrong. So we've got a choice, our natural instinct, or Jesus Christ. And Jesus said there are just two ways. And uh, I'm going to read from Matthew 17, just a couple of verses These are the words of Jesus. He says, Wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it, but small is the gate, and narrow is the road that leads to life. When I was a small boy, you'll see on the screen, uh, a picture called the broad and the narrow way, and, and that was above our table, so every mealtime that picture was clear for everyone to see. And uh, so there was a sense in which, even as a small boy, I was being taught by that picture that there are two ways to choose. There's a broad way and there's a narrow way. Right, if you could kill that picture now, please. And, and what this, this picture and what Jesus has said is that the broad way is deadly and the narrow way is life-giving. So the narrow way is a better way. The narrow way is the best way for every single one of us to be on in 2018. And if we're not on the narrow way, the best thing anybody can do today is to get onto the narrow way. It is so simple. But it's not easy. The prevailing view in our society is this. Broad is good, narrow is bad. Would you agree with that? The prevailing wisdom of our society is the broader, the better, the narrower, the worst. Proverbs 14, God speaks, he says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is death or it leads to 
death. Then we have it again, this broad way, it's a deadly way. So why are you and I and everybody else in the world drawn to the broad way? Well, I've heard it said of the tom-tom, I don't like a woman telling me where to go. But we don't like a man telling us where to go either, do we? Because we can change a tom-tom from male to female. Yeah, let's not go there. You know, we instinctively choose the broad way because it means we can believe what we want to believe. We can do what we want to do. The broad way appeals to our desire for independence. The broad way is where anything goes. See, when we set the width of our path so wide, it automatically pushes God's wisdom out. Because we're filling it with man's wisdom. That's why you can't walk both paths. And that's exactly why Adam and Eve messed up. You know, God's wisdom, God's way, you can eat of any tree you like in the garden, but you cannot eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I am narrowing the path down. There's something broader that I want you to keep away from. Satan said to Eve, God's narrow path is a killjoy. God is controlling. He doesn't want the best for you. And when you choose the wider path, you'll be in the driving seat. You will be the boss. You will be like God. Autonomy and self-rule was attractive to Adam and Eve. They were tempted, they were persuaded to mistrust God and to trust themselves more than God. And the moment they stepped off the narrow way onto the broad way, they were hit with a whole load of messy consequences. You see, there is a way that seems right to a man, or a woman, or a boy, or a girl. But the end of it is death. It's deadly. Centuries later, nothing has changed. The deadly Broadway still instinctively feels right. And we're told, don't be narrow-minded. It's a really negative connotation, isn't it, in our society. Don't be narrow-minded. Be broad-minded. Broad-mindedness is painted as progressive, as positive. But when you actually analyse it, do we want our minds to be broad enough to accept anything and everything? Do we want our minds broad enough to pursue every pleasure unrestrained? In the news this past week, there's been the rapist taxi driver, John Warsboy. And he's just about to be released from prison. He had a broad mind over the pursuit of sexual pleasure. He was zooming down the broad way. And when we look at John Warsby, 
it's obvious that the Broadway is not good. (laughs) But rather than people say the Broadway is bad, there's still this sense of the Broadway is good, but let's just narrow the Broadway a little bit. Double standards there. Let us choose how narrow the Broadway should be. And popular opinion has landed on this. Everyone should be allowed to do whatever they want as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else. Would you say that's the prevailing feeling across? So the Broadway, let's narrow the Broadway down a little bit. So as long as nobody's getting hurt, everything's tickety-boo. But there is a major flaw in the argument. It is a massive flaw. Who decides when somebody is getting hurt? Is it the husband who has just walked out on his wife and children? Or is it the wife and children whose husband has just walked out? Who decides... When hurt is taking place. Those on the Broadway would minimize the massive, massive, massive hurt that is taking place moment by moment, day by day, because of the Broadway. The Broadway seems right, but it's deadly. That's the bad news. There is a better way. If everyone walked on the narrow way, no one would get hurt. There would be no more broken relationships. See, the narrow way is life-giving. The narrow way builds people up. It blesses others. When our minds are narrowed, not marrowed, that's a vegetable. (laughs) When our our minds are narrowed down from anything and everything to God's way, the narrow way, then we are filled with God's thoughts. We are filled with his love, his compassion, his justice, his goodness, his forgiveness, his joy, his self-control, and all the other good stuff. You know, we must not let the world intimidate us into believing that the narrow path is a killjoy. It's not. It is absolutely not. It is the best way. It is a better way. Ty Green writes this, and you can see it on your screen. He says, we can be sure that the best way to seek our own self-centered interests is to be entirely God-centered. In this paradox, godliness and the self-life meet. Or as Jesus said, whoever loses his life will preserve it. Our happiness is deeper and richer when we listen to him. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, God says, I have set before you life 
and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life. What an amazing choice, eh? What a great opportunity that we have. I urge every single one of us, and I speak to myself as well, that in 2018, we would choose life, that we would choose blessing because we choose the narrow way. It's very simple. Turn from our own way and go God's way. Get off the broad way and get on the narrow way. It's simple, but it's scary. Isn't it? It's scary. You know, when I was a 14-year-old boy, I, I stepped off the narrow way and, and chose to get on the... So I stepped off the broad way and chose to get on the narrow way. It was the best decision I ever made. I don't know if you've seen the, the film, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, and where he takes that leap of faith and, and, he, and he puts his foot out and he stands on a storm with all his weight that he can't even see. That's what it's like to step onto the narrow way. That is scary, isn't it? As a 14-year-old boy, it was scary to step off my way, the broad way, and onto God's narrow way. Hebrews 11.6 says, Anyone who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. In other words, God, you're there. God, you're good. And I'm going to trust you. So every step that we take on the narrow road is a step of faith, not sight. And isn't that scary? Because we're not in control anymore. We're not autonomous anymore. We are stepping onto God. Paul, first century Christian leader, said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. King Solomon said, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. See, the narrow path is saturated with the wisdom of God. It's saturated with the love of God. It's saturated with the presence of God. There is nothing to compare with the narrow way. Nothing. It is the best way. Are we willing to take steps of faith on the narrow way in 2018? You know, there are three different steps of faith. The first is key moment faith. I brought a key with me this morning. Key for a pretty big door. The purpose of a key is to unlock the door so we can step in through the door. And Jesus said, I am the door. I am the the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. You know, Jesus died on a cross to make an entry point onto the narrow road. He gave his life that we might live 
He laid down a ransom price to pay the toll to get us onto the narrow way. We don't have to pay it. We just use the key of faith. And we're on. Isn't that amazing? I'm glad that we don't have to pay for it. I'm glad we don't have to earn it. I'm glad that we don't have to reach a certain standard. It's purely by faith. So the key of faith opens up this awesome narrow way to us. Today could be a key faith moment for somebody here. It could be that you've never stepped onto the narrow way. And it could be that it scares you crazy to let go of your autonomy, your self-decision-making, your wisdom, your intellect, and to just step out onto a God you can't even see. I urge you to do that because you will find when you taste and see that God is good. I urge you to do it. You know, we don't have that many key faith moments really in our lives. But it could be that this year is a key faith moment for you when God says, you know, change jobs. Where God says, serve in the food bank. Or God says, become a growth group leader. Or God says, move house or whatever. Those are few. But there are key faith moments. There's something that is really, really common on the narrow way, and that's keeping on faith moments. All the time, every day, those keeping on faith moments. The hymn writer said this, trusting as the moments fly, trusting as the days go by, trusting him whatever before, trusting Jesus, that is all. Keeping on the narrow way is steps of faith, steps of faith, steps of faith, moment by moment by moment, trusting Jesus. And lastly, there is hanging on faith. We don't like this bit, do we? The testing of your faith. (laughs) We don't like testing, do we? I've never liked exams, I've never liked tests. We do them because you've got to do them. And it applies also to our faith. Job was the most godly man on the planet. Everything was going brilliantly. He had massive prosperity. He was the most wealthy man on the planet. And then he had a season of testing his faith. A great trial. And then after the testing, he came out into a massive season of prosperity. Even more prosperous than the beginning. But there was a season of trial. And right in the middle of that pain, he cries out and he says these words, Though God slay me, I will still trust him. Now that is hanging on faith. (laughs) That is hanging on by the fingernails. And God didn't kill him. God did the complete opposite. At the end of the trial, God honoured him. God honoured him. When we come through the trial and hang on in faith, God honours us. And then came a season of blessing and 
prosperity. You know, the main reason that the narrow way is, is a better way is the best way. It's not just because God's wisdom is far superior to man's. But the best reason is it's the road to relationship with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. See, travelling on the right road in the car is one thing, but having an awesome companion is another, isn't it? Isn't it? If you have a life-giving companion in the car, the journey is awesome. This is the best thing about the narrow way. It's who is on it with us. The presence of God makes the narrow way awesome. Paul nailed it when he said, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. As Paul walked by faith every single day, whether that was chained to a prison guard or whether that was seeing miracles left, right and centre, he said, I never lose sight of the Son of God. His love is so sacrificial that he laid down his life for me. Paul says, that is tied to my walk of faith. So which path are we going to choose in 2018? We do not stumble on the broad way or stumble on the narrow way. We choose where we walk. If you've not chosen to the walk on the narrow way, you're still on the broad way. You're still doing it your way. The beginning of this year, I've just written out a statement of intent that I'm going to make. And I'm going to invite you, if you want to make it, to make it as well. You don't have to, but I invite you to. And I don't want to cause any embarrassment, so I'm going to ask everybody to stand. And only the ones who want to make it, speak it. And if it's just my voice, then that's okay. (laughs) But I'm going to show you what it is first, because you don't want to be making a statement that you don't know what you're making, do you? You don't want to sign a cheque, you don't know how much it's for, do you? And so, if it could come up on the screen, then you can see what we'll be promising. Jesus, we choose your narrow way. We will walk with you and be led by you. For your yoke is easy and your burden light. We will receive your love and love you back. We will trust you with all our hearts and lean not on our understanding. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The yoke is where independence is lost. When you're in a yoke, you are coupled with the other person in the yoke and what we're saying is Jesus I'm going to be alongside you and you take the lead but I'm going to be yoked with you this year 